Spring off! Hey, Bren, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey, Tony. Yeah. You've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Film Stria! Hey, Bryn, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Oh, my God! Weekend at Bernie's saved my life. Josie, you have to have seen it. Oh, my God! No! No, I haven't. Of course not. You've Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the best. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. You know, it scared the shit out of you. I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your film spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. It's showtime! Howdy, welcome to Film Springer! Film Springer! Uh, the podcast about your favorite movies that your sheltered friend has never seen. I am here with my friends, the first one being... Oh, I'm Tony! Hey! Oh. <laughs> I almost forgot my name. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Jonesy, the sheltered friend. Yes. our sheltered friend. On this podcast, every week, we watch a new beloved movie from Tony and I's past, and um, we suffer through our friend Jonesy explaining to us why it was not allowed in her um, very structured childhood. Um, Today, the movie that we watched was Total Recall. (laughs) The original, not the remake, the 1990 original. Pretend that movie didn't happen. I know. We wa- we're not gonna. Are we gonna get into this at all? Whoa, whoa my shirt. I want to get into it a little bit. I hope Sorry, that uh, you guys I can didn't see that watch the new one, so I have nothing to contribute except I love Kate Beckinsale, and she can do no wrong in my opinion, except for that time that she de- dated Rian- Ariana Grande's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Wait, which ex-boyfriend? Oh, Pete Davidson. Yep. Oh, that was creepy. You know what I say? Get it, girl. Get it. Again, she can do no wrong, but it was weird. Yeah. I don't agree with her acting choices, um, but her lifestyle is fine with me. Okay, there. Tony, tell us a little bit about this movie. Okay. Total Recall. (laughs) This is going to be a doozy. I'm going to make it fast. Total Recall in 2084, construction worker Douglas Quinn has has been having terrible dreams about Mars and a mysterious woman that he meets there. Um, His wife, Lori, who is played by Sharon Stone in the film, which is amazing, um, is dismissive about Mars um, and the government and all that stuff. So Quinn wants to, he goes and visits the company Recall, which implants vacation memories. So instead of going on a real vacation, you just get the memory of it. And you get to pick your character and all that good stuff. So he picks to be a spy. Um, so while he's getting the procedure done at Recall, everything goes haywire. He goes crazy. He believes he's really a spy. They put him under, um, but he escapes. He goes home, but on his way home, his f- construction friend worker person attacks him. And then when he gets his home, his wife, Laura, tells him that she's part of an agency after she tries to kill him um, and that she's been put there to protect him. He escapes um, and runs away from the bad guys, which is, what is the bad guy's name? I can't find it on my thing. Oh, Rick, Rickle, Ricker, Rickles. Rick. Rickle, it's Don Rickles. Don Rickles is the bad guy in this <laughs> Total film. Recall. So after evading all of that, yeah. he finds a suitcase that has money, gadgets, fake IDs from himself. The oh, a, from man. himself, who is um, Hauser, and tells him that he needs to go to Mars. Like he needs to go to Mars because the big bad guy, um, Cohanger, Cohanger, whatever his name is, Coathanger. Yeah, Coathanger. Coathanger. <laughs> Don Rickles, Don Rickles, and a coat hanger are the major villains in this movie. Right, and um, so they go to, so he goes to Mars, and where he gets a message in some safety deposit box to go to some strip club and see a girl named Melina. So he goes, runs into a girl with three boobs, which everybody knows. This girl thinks he's Hauser, but he's not. So he runs away. Um, And as he's leaving, the bad guys come try to kill him. Um, but, oh, wait, no, he goes back to the hotel room yeah. where there's the doctor, uh, what is his name? The, one of the, uh, Dr. Edgemere and his wife, Laura. And there's a whole Matrix take the red pill type of thing or yep. stay in this simulation or come back to reality. Um, he shoots the guy and his wife 
I think he knocks her out. I can't remember. But anyway, so they run around. away. There's a Constantly. lot of gun shooting. Melina comes and saves him. Sharon Stone and the other girl get into a really cool like they, fight. Yeah. Like you're not they afraid to hit out. a woman. It is so good. Yeah, um, not afraid to hit then, a woman. Then oh wait, there's an alien mutant guy, Benny, the taxi driver that befriends him, but he's a double agent at some point. Mm-hmm. And then they go into some tunnels. They find out that there's a big machine on Mars that can put oxygen in the air. So they save the planet and all the people that got the auction taken away by turning on the machine and the bad guys die. And that's pretty much the movie. Yeah. Did you know that they actually. <laughs> that was a horrible recap. Oh, wait. But... Uh, they that actually. Was very long. I, it's a lot plot... in this movie. It's a lot. They give the plot away three times in the movie. Someone oh, actually yeah. says the plot. Like, but it's like foreshadowing. So when they, somebody says, um, when they're implanting the chip and he goes, oh, blue sky on Mars, that's something. That's foreshadowing the end of the movie. movie. And then when he's getting the ego chip, like whatever, and they're like, you're a spy and you get the girl and you save the world, save the planet. That's also giving away the third act of the movie. Should we watch the trailer so that people kind of get a better feel for what the plot is since they totally just I would love to do that. that You you did an amazing job, but I still would love to see the trailer (laughs) (laughs) it's a long trailer oh is it but it's a good trailer lena loves this arrest that woman (laughs) quaid catch get ready for a surprise we can't let him run around. He knows too much. They've got your bug. I get a lock. There! And the bug's in your skull. Take this thing out of the case and stick it up your nose. Don't worry, it's self-guiding. Got him. I lost him. Welcome to Mars. You got a lot of nerve showing your face around here. Look who's talking. You erased your identity and implanted a new one. If I'm not me, who the hell am I? He's got a hologram! Welcome to Johnny Cab. Drive. Where can I take you tonight? Please fasten your seatbelt. I want Quaid delivered alive for reimplantation. That's for making me come to Mars. You wouldn't hurt me. After all, we're married. Consider that a divorce. You enjoyed the ride. Oh, that was man. a long trailer. But it, it makes me really want to watch the movie again. It's pumped up and I just watched it. I know. Yeah. So, um, Bryn, give us some more details about this film. So this that movie maybe was we made, don't know. Yeah, this movie was released in 1990. It made $260 million. That's not bad. Yeah. That is really not bad. Especially back in 1990. Yeah. So it was in development for more than a decade. Yeah. So people were like constantly attached to it, unattached to it. But the one person who was super passionate about it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. So originally they wanted and cast Patrick Swayze. Who I could not see him playing. I can. Really? Yeah. I couldn't. So oh, it's- before we go, I want to before we continue, I want to ask both of you, which version of this film did you see? The edited or the unedited version? Cuz it's two versions. I the only version my cable gave to me was the edited version. Oh, so, man. luckily I had seen the shot of three boobs before. Okay. <laughs> and it was oddly cut. So it yeah. looked like it was a weird okay. cut. Yeah. So I did text Brennan was like, does this movie have three boobs? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you must see it. I don't care if you have to pay for it. What's happening? See, I own the unedited version, the full like original. Yeah. 
And they and when I was doing research for this film, they edited a lot out in Australia, the Australian version, because of the violence. Because the unedited violent. is so violent. There is yeah. a lot of violence in this. Yeah, this movie was originally rated X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and can they you believe that. Yeah, and they had to you know like the violence and the the sex and the nudity and stuff, but they had to switch it up a little bit so that they could get their R rating. Yeah. And I mean, obviously the thing that everyone remembers from this movie is the three breasted <laughs> from Mars. Yeah. Uh, and I guess originally she had four boobs, but they thought it made her look too much like a cow. Oh, really? I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yes, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. And the, but the actress that played her said it was humiliating. Oh. And that um, she refused to do any publicity or press. Like they wanted her to go on Jenny Carson, and she said no. She said it was so humiliating, and that's all anyone sees now or talks about is that she is the three-breasted sex worker from Mars. And this film was heavy on the misogyny. Oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was in that way. It does not hold up. <laughs> yeah. No, it's problematic for sure. For sure, there was a lot of a lot of misogyny in this film that I I didn't realize. Like the maybe because oh, the last time I watched it was probably a good fifteen years ago. Was it maybe it. yeah? Yeah, probably five years ago. I mean, the thing that always sticks out, I and mean, we're not watching it for like the acting or no. the story. I mean, <laughs> it's, well, the story it's, maybe. Yes, it's because it's based on a short story from the 1960s. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a guy that's like sort of a schlub accountant. Yeah. That's sort of just like a nobody everyday guy. And then it really changed the whole tone of the movie when they got Arnold freaking Schwarzenegger to do it. And I guess he was still, he wanted to do this movie really badly because he had been cast in Robocop. Yeah. But he was too big for the suit. That's not surprising. Yeah. So they had to get someone else. So then he, you know, this is the same director initially. And so he was like, okay, please. So they, when they had Patrick Swayze attached to it, it had a different production company and that production company went bankrupt. Oh, so then, really? So then Arnold Schwarzenegger convinced this other production company to, to pick it up so that he could star in it. And that really changed it. And it also gave him a ton of control over the movie. Yeah. Well, it was originally, like you said, Bren, based off of the the. It was a sci. It was a short story in a sci-fi magazine in 1968 by. I think I have it. Hold on, uh, uh, yeah, Philip Dick, and it was called yeah, "We Dick. Can Remember <laughs> If You." I know if it, we can remember it for you wholesale. What a weird name for a short. So, but when you think about it, for the 1960s, yeah. The idea of like implanting a memory and all that stuff is pretty cool. And it's pretty, I don't want to say like accurate or spot on, but pretty visionary thinking about the technology and the Mm -hmm. things that we have available because, you know, that's not too far off. I'm like, there is sort of that happening now. I know. It's weird. It's like a whole weird <laughs> sci-fi. I mean, I know that this happens all the time and we sort of like mold our technology based on people's ideas like this. So it's sort of weird to say like, oh, what a visionary when it's like if people were thinking about that, then of course someone came up with the idea. Mm-hmm. I'm getting super weird in sci-fi for you guys right <laughs> but, now. Um, when you this film, Total Recall, was one of the last epic sci-fi yeah. to not use computer generated special effects and they won us um an oscar for this movie won it? an oscar you guys yes for special achieve a special achievement in in um special effects they won an yes. oscar a special oscar for that all those fake heads on set oscar. well it was all makeup and puppetry <laughs> for all of it which yeah. i mean and then right after that maybe there was a couple films after that but it it really dawned the the age of digital special effects after this movie. So, and like we were talking before, Jonesy, how a lot of there's a lot of newer movies within the sci-fi genre that have little homages to this film, 
I caught one. I know you did, which I was like, you are absolute. What? Which one was it? Give everybody. What was it? Arnold Schwarzenegger says to Sharon Stone when she tries to pull a trick uh, when he first is like coming with his memories and he goes, clever girl. And immediately I was like, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Right? (laughs) He says it in almost the same exact like cadence. Yeah. And then the whole red pill matrix. Hello. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there are, like, little touches everywhere. Yeah, that other, that, now, when I watched it, now, I picked up on a lot more of that than maybe 15 years ago when the last time I watched this film. I just love the special effects. Yeah. It reminds, so, okay. Oh, go ahead, Jonesy. No, I was going to say, this is a film I did not see until now. However, I did actually see a couple of scenes when I was a kid, like my parents were watching this film. What? And I ran out into the living room, and this was one of those movies where they're like, get back in your room or go back outside. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, because I remembered the Arnold Schwarzenegger eyes bulging, the eyes yeah. swelling, and it was in my nightmares for Forever. years. And Mama that, Jones oh. blamed Papa Jones. For years. <laughs> that part of the film even creeped me out this week when I rewatched the film. When, yeah. Uh, when, when he's Milena getting the um... character and Arnold Schwarzenegger and they're in the Mars and their thing breaks and they're at the end of the film. Oh, and they're, ah, yeah. Yeah, no. And then they're suffocating the... for a very, very long time. Very I think long time. they yes. dead. They would. <laughs> but yeah, it's the a movie. He, he takes the bug out of his... No, and I was like, that would rip your face. This bug is like a huge, they, they, he has like a tracking device implanted in his brain. It moved and this part of his face. <laughs> and it is so fucking big that it's like literally the size of a golf ball. And he takes it out through his nose. And I was like, that would crack your whole nose open. Like that's yeah. not, but. It would crack your nasal cavity. Yeah. Like yeah. there's not enough room there you guys (laughs) want to hear what it reminded me of do you remember those books um where the sidewalk ends yes and all of those with the the story of the girl who sticks her finger in her nose and there's the little creature that bites it off her finger that's what it reminded me of (laughs) i just bought those books for flynn oh you did yeah 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 the shell silver scene yeah that's what it reminded me of when i watched it this time around well, so David Cronenberg had a hand in this because he was the director for a little bit. So there are some very Cronenberg-esque elements of it still in that, including Quato. That's Quato. Um, that was his idea and like his puppetry. So that stayed in there. But let's talk about Tony. I know that you and I were able to watch movies like normal human beings. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, as they are. didn't care about how you were raised. Not My really. parents did not care at all. No. They were like Cher and mermaids. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Throwback to last Cher. week's episode, everybody. Much better. I've got lots more to say about I it. I know. Let's do a part two. Go to, <laughs> go to Film Spring on Apple, uh, Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Podcast, all of that good stuff. Listen to podcasts. Listen to the mermaids episode <laughs> and tell us what you think about Cher's parenting scale. Yeah. Um, what did you, what was your experience watching this movie tony as as a youngster so this movie came out in 1990 i Mm. remember watching it probably a few years later at my grandfather's house because he had hbo oh (laughs) yeah and i was i was i got i had to be around 14 15 years old and i was totally at that point into sci-fi fantasy comic books all of that that was my world so when this came out I remember I wanted to watch it because of Arnold Schwarzenegger because yeah. I was like a huge fan of Terminator, all of that, all of his early stuff, especially his film, The Hercules in New York, because I remember watching oh that. Oh, my God, that movie is so good. And Never as being it. a little gay kid, I was like, oh, God, Ooh. that body. That <laughs> so Total Recall for me, when I watched it, it at the time, I remember – being amazed by the special effects because in 19, what was it, 90, yes. probably two, I watched it. I was just like, what the fuck? This is amazing. It's so cool. And then the whole, even with the storyline um, being like, 
is he awake? Is this all a dream? Or did it really happen? We don't know. We don't know. You never know. Right? The ending is so ambiguous. Yeah. Was it just the recall? Was that part of the recall? Yeah. We don't know. But I remember uh, also, too, when I watched this, it brings back like um, some of the other movies we talked about, about my grandfather, because it was at his house. He would let us watch like everything my mom would let us watch. Yeah. And he took care of us on the weekend. So it was like HBO, Cinemax, all of those. We would watch everything we weren't supposed to. And a lot of like the films that I got hooked on as a kid and really shaped my background in film came from like my grandfather's house going on the weekends and watching all this stuff. And this was one of the movies. And I remember the thing that stuck out on this film about Arnold Schwarzenegger and all the other ones. He was like a superhero. This he was yeah. a construction worker that just happens to be in a bad situation at the beginning. So it was a little, no, it was a little, it was a little different than his normal, because then you get him as um, himself. What is it? How, what was the other character he played? Hauser. Hauser, who was like a total dick at the end. But then the character of Douglas Quaid, it was like this guy who just, You know, he's like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a construction worker. I'm gonna go do this all my life. I have with an Faye. abnormally hot wife for a construction worker. Yeah, which, which at the get. time, I think, when and this then film abnormally came out. hot body for a construction. I know. Worker. Well, no, there's some construction. I could, workers. yeah, I could buy that. I was gonna say, it doesn't make sense that if you're trying to make him fulfilled with his life, that yeah. you would erase his memory and then make him a construction worker. Why don't you make him something cool so that he likes his life? But that's True. for another day. Yeah. But I re- that was like one of the things I really remember is just just that part of it. And I think I think this was one of the first like epic sci-fi films that I remember watching as a kid. And I think that's why it stuck with me throughout the years as like one of my like films that I actually own in my library of films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. How about you, Bryn? So I saw this movie when I was probably six years old. God damn. Uh, that is way too young. Way too I, young. Not judging your parents. I however. am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Wow. My, so, because I was trying to think about, I was like, when did I first see this movie? And it was before. So, the Termin- Terminator 2 came out in 1991. Oh, which is a great film. Um, And I saw that in the theaters with my dad. And yeah. so I was seven. Um, so if I was seven when the when we saw Terminator, then I was like around six minutes on this movie. And obviously I don't think like we had sort of grown up. And when I say grew up, I mean at the ripe old age of six. Um, like watching um sci-fi stuff, but slower older sci-fi stuff, like the Twilight Zone and and all of that. Lost yeah. in space, like yeah. And this <laughs> was very much like holy shit, sci-fi can be like action and crazy and like all the special effects. And, you know, I think that because Cronenberg was uh, involved in this, it sort of merged with my love of like the goofy puppeteery horror movies. I love that shit. You do love those. Yeah. (laughs) So this was like a perfect sort of mixture for me. And like, I'm not super into the like macho, tough, guy that stuff but i did love that there were two badass women in it sharon stone who, who this is so beautiful on this film so beautiful God, so, she's so gorgeous fresh and i guess she trained so hard for this movie that everyone was like so impressed and um paul Verhoeven, the director of this movie directed mm-hmm. basic instinct so when she got cast in this he was like i need you for this Project basically also haven't seen that. I was just gonna ask. Ooh, we we have to watch that one. <laughs> that was, oh, put it on the we list. Need, we will need two episodes for what Lena's parents would oh. say about uh, a basic instinct. I so really want to watch you watch movies, this. Melanie Griffith movies. All of those were like those are heathen women. I never got to see any movies with those. Wait, girl, Jonesy, really, no. Melanie Griffin? Why yeah. Melanie Griffith? Yeah. That is a bizarre one. I don't know. I Crazy just in know. Alabama? No? Never seen nope. it? God. I love that movie. 
you can see me and Bryn's face. We're just looking at Joe. Yeah, like, you can't see our faces, fuck? but we're so disappointed. <laughs> I know, this so is why we have this podcast. All right? <laughs> Tony and I loving something and Lena having no, no idea, idea what we're no talking idea. about. <laughs> but yeah, having seen this movie at a very young age, like I don't have any particular love for Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. but damn, like his action, it, it's so action-y. Like you just, it doesn't really matter that there is a lack of acting, acting ability. <laughs> it was so excessive in this movie. Like there's literally a two minute scene where he's just using a stranger on an escalator as a human shield. Oh and I'm God, like, what did so that good. guy do? I love that. I love that. And and the best part is like you when don't he see that the... in films anymore, do you, Brian? Yeah. You don't see no, that. He see used it. him as a human shield like four or five times. With good and then reason, just like don't boop, see that anymore. Him away. I think maybe I just love in a movie, and this was instilled in me from my childhood, is that yeah. when you go in a genre, you go hard. If you're gonna be a horror movie, be a horror movie and go hard if you're gonna be an action movie be an action movie have like four lines of dialogue and then the rest is just using human shields yeah and like (laughs) i also love that part when he has the wet towel wrapped around his head and he's fighting with that woman for the luggage yeah and he's like well fuck you and then he like bows to her and i was like are they trying to make this funny i appreciate i think it was because he was wearing the the towel like a turban and so I just, I mean, but I just love the action and neediness of like leaning into it yeah. like that. And I remember loving this movie as a six-year-old. <laughs> like, wow. Pusto, I don't think I remembered the boobs. I don't think that really stuck out to me That's at all. That's shocking. You know what? Who really? One of my I know the three boobs really didn't stick out to you. Like what as a the, child, you weren't like that's abnormal. <laughs> You're like yeah. thought. Oh, that's what aliens are like. You thought all aliens have three boobs? Yeah, I just thought you know aliens and three boobs. That makes sense. They look like us, but they have three boobs. Okay, because that's I can see that. evolutionarily. <laughs> An alien on Mars would need to so, adapt. So you know boobs. who really like one of my strongest <laughs> memories of this film, watching it for the first time, was Deborah Carrington with a machine. Yes, when she jumps on the bar. Well, first, and I wish she had more screen time because after this film, she got a cult following like nobody's business. Yeah, where like Rector comes in and he's like, "What about you?" And he points the gun and she's like, "Ah!" And then the guy with the vagina head kicks the gun out of his hand (laughs) and then she pulls out this gigantic knife that's like her body size that's her whole body size pretty much in the dick and then jumps on the bar and with the machine gun starts shooting everybody so good i think actually we have a clip this is my favorite clip clip. yes please we have that clip please (laughs) oh she's dead There it is. Yes. Deborah Carrington. Yeah, she did unfortunately pass away. But she was one of the, I don't know why, but she was one of the strongest memories of this film. Maybe because it, uh, maybe because she's the most, to me, when I watch this film, one of the most outsiders. So it's like, oh, I relate to this little person. And fascinating and like visually appealing. And just like, so, but like, I think the other cool thing about this movie is so many of those like weird little details that like you have to spend, it It really is, a, this is going to sound so pretentious <laughs> and dumb um, for it to say about Total Recall, but it really is like the craft of movie making, which Cronenberg and Paul Verhoeven yeah. are like, you're paying attention to the details. You're not just like streamlining it, cutting the fat. You're very much building the fat. This movie was incredible. Incredibly expensive to make. Oh, very um, expensive. I mean, just for the little puppet guy in the guy's stomach, 15 puppeteers to run that 15. little puppet. That yeah, but you're They should have hired Jim Henson crew and just like cut that number by five. <laughs> yeah, they should have just transposed some dark, cut in some dark crystal scenes and oh, they would have been okay crystal. for Martians. No, I just mean Jim Henson Studios are the masters at puppetry. So Jonesy. I'm sure they could have whittled that down. Of course yeah. you would say Jonesy, that. Jonesy, you've seen Dark Crystal, right? Oh, yeah. I it, Yes, I remember Apparently this. Yes. Good. Thank oh, God. 
We're half <laughs> we're halfway through, so we should do um, six degrees. So oh, good idea, Bryn. Those of you who um, are new to the so podcast, uh, listen to our old ones. But we every show do six degrees. So we do someone from the movie that we just watched and someone from the movie that we're going to watch. And we have to, if you're familiar with the game of six degrees of separation, um, string them together. So uh, today we're going to do um, Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. from this movie and then Angelica Houston. Who is from next, the next movie? Which, which is we'll a little about. hint of the next movie. Think of all the Angelica Houston movies. So if you're watching or listening, comment if you because we'll tell you at the end yeah. what how, what we came up with. I will. And um, <laughs> um I the- try. We try, Bryn. <laughs> Jonesy, Lita, and I try, but we can never get there. Like you uh, can. It's like 95% of my personality is just I knowing know. facts. So, <laughs> See, you um, get that stuff. I get the random facts about the film nobody cares about it. or knows. I and I have Bible verses. <laughs> yes. One day, one day we will watch one of Jonesy's movies. Yes, her Canon Berry, Canon Tales. Canon no, so there's fairy tale theater and Canon movies. Yes, right. we gotta we gotta sprinkle some of Jonesy's childhood films into this after our turn the tables yeah after our halloween sessions good yes well, you we gotta go hard christmas theme christian movies right. i can definitely come up with that maybe we do for the holidays so maybe for the holidays we let jonesy try yeah. to school us about our souls exactly. i'll try and convert you and that way you all don't have to be my buy one get one into heaven you can just yeah. have your own buy one get one yeah. yeah, Lena once told me that she would take me with her and she was just like, psych, you're going to heaven whether you want to or not. Um, okay. I want my yeah. friends with me. So We so would it, be there. Yeah, comment Maybe. or let us know if you come up with something funnier than we do to get from Arnold Schwarzenegger to beloved icon Angelica Houston. Do you think that she would be upset or offended by this? No, Maybe. So I have to apologize for people listening to the podcast. If you heard that hum in the back, that was the AC we forgot to turn off at the top of the show. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear it. Oh, good. I was worried about it. I frantically looked at producer Rob, who's here, and I'm pointing at the AC, like, turn it off. Oh, if you didn't hear it, then I apologize. So, yes, let's get into Jonesy's. Jonesy. I'm curious about this. I am the curious. What would so- Mama and Papa jonesy think so this was one that like i said they watch but they were like not okay for our kids be they six or another age to oh that was a dig at me bryn it was (laughs) well technically at your parents wait so you think being uh, under 15 if i was 13 or 14 it was okay for them to let me well they didn't know i snuck it in my grandfather was old said this film was rated X and they had to work to make it rated R. Fair point. That's fair a fair point. point. Fair so, point. <laughs> I'm not I'm not off base here. True. Uh, True. There was nudity, there was sex, there was a whole lot of violence. Um there was genocide, attempted genocide. Yeah, there was an attempted genocide, you're right about that. Yeah. That's so um, I guess I never thought about it that way. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you're trying like, to you're cutting off air to an entire populace of people that you've deemed less than. Holy and shit! That's genocide. Wow. Maybe this genocide. maybe this film has a lot more to do with re- un- religious <laughs> undertones than we thought, Brett. Oh uh, yeah, and also. It was really scary watching it in the year 2020 when the skies are orange uh, due to the yeah. fires and the so eastern true. part of the country is underwater. And at first I wrote a note like, oh my gosh, would the cops really be just shooting those people on the public? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, 100%. Jake in uh, Kenosha, seven shots. Yep, yeah, yep. we're in the future. We're in the horrible future. Right. Um, you know, well, and there's I'm bummed the out. Of the I know, wow, thanks. And now me and Bruno are like... The oh. good parts of the future where, you know, Sharon Stone is doing her tennis workout video and I'm like, yep. That was fun. With the mirror and we yeah. and all that stuff, you know. 
But that yeah, is no. one of the things, Jonesy, and I wonder if you two picked up on this. How this was supposed to be in 2084, yeah. but it was very 80s, 80s and 90s. <laughs> Even it. the TVs that. that had like <laughs> yep. it said Panson or something like that on the, I was like, can't they think a little farther ahead into the future? They didn't change fashion the is cyclical, you know. They what, yeah. Jonesy? I said they didn't change the fashion at all. At all. Well, you know, fashion is a pendulum, and they thought that it was going to swing on back (laughs) by the time 2084 hit. I mean, let's face facts. Knapsacks, fanny packs, and uh, scrunchies are back in style, technically. True. There's a (laughs) lot of the 90s coming back. We're drinking hard seltzers. Like, we're basically (laughs) Z-Maying ourselves (laughs) every night. True. That's yeah. true. That's so usually what I drink titties? on the show. It's a hard seltzer. <laughs> Fucking it. Where are my three titties? <laughs> okay, Jonesy, what else would your would your yeah. parents not like? And I want to get your take on this movie. What did you think of it watching it for the first time? And for people who don't know, Jonesy now is very big into sci-fi. She loves yeah. the sci-fi yes. genre. So I'm very curious to see what you thought of this film being 1990 um within the sci-fi genre so i very much could still appreciate this film because i love sci-fi obviously i didn't get to see this film back in the day when the special effects were amazing i'm seeing it now way later when it's like that's funny (laughs) um but i could very much appreciate for i i could appreciate what it was at the time um, and I do think that it's still a phenomenal sci-fi story to be told. I have not seen the new one with Colin Farrell and Kate Beckinsale, but I'm disappointed at everyone's no reactions no because no. I feel like should this film have been remade, it should be phenomenal. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, think it, it should have been, been remade. Re- Thank you, Bryn. I don't either. You don't think it should have been remade at all? No, I think of the time. It. Yeah, there's something about the nostalgic of the. This really, to me, encapsulated whatever the word is because I'm a little drunk. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the '90s, especially the early '90s. Yes. And you're not going to get better than Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I don't. It's and a young actor, especially yeah. any movie where he's trying to be in every day like when he's not being a buff super guy i i don't know what you're talking about i'm just a construction (laughs) worker i love that part of the film that he was just a regular guy here's the thing if i'm waking up having nightmares that i'm a spy on mars and i look like arnold schwarzenegger there's nothing about that that makes me go "Eh, i'm just an everyday i would be like put me back to sleep if that's what i look like in my dreams i will take it 100 percent. yeah wouldn't you be like why does my body look like this (laughs) right i am just a construction worker why is this my body his best friend on the construction site, who he's spoiler alert, soon killed. <laughs> Got him, Lori. That yeah. was more the body type you imagine for a construction worker. Really? So right away, know. it was a very big like, well, <laughs> one of these things do not fit. <laughs> I mean, he obviously he does not have the body or the accent of an everyday yes. American yeah. construction I, worker. As much as I understand you guys love Schwarzenegger in this movie, I do think it might have been better cast if it was Patrick Swayze. No, he would I have see a better Douglas Quinn. It would have been. He would have had movie. a better chance of being an everyday man. No, nah, I think that was a little bit of the appeal was that there's this guy that underneath it all is an action hero who's like you're just waiting for that to burst out on the screen okay. and give you the Orner, Arnold Schwarzenegger that everybody loves. So it kind of waits at the beginning. Until like he gets to Mars and then it's like full on action hero. Well, maybe Two words. escalation scene. Jason Bourne. What about him? You don't need to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, to I mean, be, uh, 
Well, back well, in 1990. I have secret strengths and fighting powers. Well, back in 1990, yes. Now, no, that's so why they cast Patrick Swayze well, first. Yeah, and I mean, I think the original intent was to have him. It's no. like a James McAvoy and Wanted, like some sort of just like office drown. I love that film. Have you seen that? Yes. Yes. With, that like um, Angelina Jolie, who's out. way too skinny to be holding up a gun like that. Yeah, I know um, that, you know, it turns out that like, he's like this miraculous action hero. He has all these things. And I think the tone of the movie changed very much when Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, was like, no, this is my film. I am playing this. It changed, but I think it changed for the better. I like it that he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, I just go for a beer. And then I, Lori. <laughs> I love your like, Schwarzenegger. So bad. It's so terrible. Bad. And it's probably but the other thing with this is there's a lot of violence in this film. A lot of like so straightforward violence. But if you think about the story, it is a lot of like what we've seen in recent pop culture with the Matrix, and what's the other one? Yep. And I forget the one with the in the mind. Oh God, it's I, why do I forget these things? It's like I had it written down: the Matrix and that other movie where they have the top Inception. 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 Yeah, it's kind of oh. like that, like a dual, like a reality that's not real. Because in this film, do we know? If he, At if this end. is really happening or if it was all a dream and he's in his head, because when the film ends, we don't get that answer because it's he did go white. to recall wanting to be a spy. And then from that, that point on, atmosphere yes. is built. We got our answer. <laughs> All right. But also, too, you know, when re when he's at recon, that one patient that got a lobotomy and it went wrong. What yeah. if? Quaid is that patient. Like patient. they put his brain into that body, and Ooh, there you okay. go. There's so many things. There's so many ways this film could be interpreted, and that's what I loved about it. You put in a lot of action, a lot of violence, a lot of special effects. But if you really think about the story, it's like okay, it makes you think. You know what I mean? Like, and was you think it real of like or not? Quato. You think yeah, of the three-breasted sex worker. There are so many pops in this movie that you're just like come on does it get better than that i know i mean you get a kick-ass sharon stone he knows karate and all this badass stuff and delivers a line like you won't kill me because i'm your wife type of thing like just gorgeous or or the um sign me up you want to do it again just for old times yeah exactly josie i blushed i was like sharon stone's a good actress and this is good they have chemistry and then, well, I like that she was like, you know, I like my pseudo husband's dick better than my <laughs> real husband's dick. Yeah, that makes Michael Ironside versus Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I mean, no offense, hands down, offense, you yeah. know. And then you get what's it called the the actress that paid Melina. You get a an actress of color, a Hispanic or whatever yep. her nationality in there, uh-huh. who's just as kick-ass as Sharon Stone. Exactly. Who's like even more so. You get a three-breasted alien. There's but, you know, a, I mean, what, come on. What is a vagina face? And it's all on Mars. And it's oh, we even talk about two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Like that whole that whole imagery of when he puts on the old the woman's face and he's trying to yes. get through customs and he and takes it like breaks it off. apart. Yeah, well, I think that was another time that I ran out of the backyard or my bedroom wherever my parents were. Yeah, hiding us. Why were you only coming in on these terrible parts? Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I realized when I finally watched this film is. None of what I saw was actually scary. It was scary because I saw it out of context. context and yeah. then in my childhood brain, never got to have a way to parlay it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying the right words, but. I call for a parlay. Um, so your parents were not against this movie or Arnold Schwarzenegger because they themselves watched it. Correct. But they would not let you, was that just basic parental decency or well I was eight when this film came out and you know back then movie release to video release so I was probably nine or ten by the time they were watching it in our living room that I could have run out and seen it 
so yeah my parents wouldn't have let me see some a rated okay it's rated r it went from x to r there's no way they would have let me see a rated r film i still wasn't seeing pg-13 films like but like had you as as an adult or a teenager said like hey i'd like to see total recall now that i'm 17 what do you think their reaction would have been um i think they would have been like why Okay. Uh, first and foremost. Um, so I did get to see some rated R movie. So I um, turned 17, 18, and I was still in my parents' house. I still wasn't allowed to see rated R movies and some PG-13 movies. And I was told that these movies weren't needed to be seen, period. Mm-hmm. As an 18-year-old woman. That is so yes. bizarre. Because wow. as long as you live under my house, you, oh, you I hate those words. Room. You watch the <laughs> Shelley Duvall movies that I show I you. Correct. So I have a question okay. for Jonesy. So since this podcast is fil- called Film Springa, and we're yes. taking you on your film religious into the world, Journey. right? So yeah. let's say you have a passport of all the films we're going to see, right? Ooh. Okay. Is this going to get a stamp in the passport of your film Springa passport? Yes. yes. Everybody yes. watch it. I or yes. is it going to be like, this is when all of you other film Springas out there that are going through what I am, you can go ahead and skip it. Here, Here's my qualifier. If you love sci-fi, like I love sci-fi. Like I really love sci-fi. I, yes, um, which you do. The, the thing that I, the thing that I was going to say um, was in my teenage years, I got to see movies that were beyond my rating as allowed if I read the book. Oh, okay. And the thing was, I was a big reader. I love Stephen King. I love Michael Crichton. I loved reading, period. I loved Dean Koontz. I loved mystery, drama, sci-fi, all that stuff. And so my parents' rule was, well, obviously encouraging reading is a really good thing. So if you read the book, you get to see the subsequent movie. So this was a short story. I didn't get to read it. I feel like if I had gotten my hands on it in my teenage years, the short story, I would have been able to watch it because I did get to see Running Man in my teenage years. I love that film. Because I loved the short story by Stephen. Yeah. It, it, it blows the movie out of the water. Yeah. If you're a reader, read that. Same thing with Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. So that was why I got to see some movies was because I was a reader. Yeah. So I feel like in the same if you don't like sci-fi and you were a sheltered Christian kid, do you need to see this movie? No. If but you would it get a stamp in your, in your yes. passport yes. of... Okay. So you yes. Liked, yeah, you liked it. I kind of like it. What are we going to call this? What's her passport? It's related yeah, to what the is film. your passport? Your I kind of like this. You're going to give two yeah, grades, like Jonesy. That. Not Just your grade passport. of the film. And is if this? are you going to recommend this in your film spring a passport? I like it. Film Springa film passport. It's my Rum Springa film passport. Passport. Springa passport. I, like I love it. This one gets a stamp, one hundred and ten percent. Yay! Yes. And On your this... Euro trip of films, <laughs> you're going that. to the. You're going to Mars. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So Jonesy, I had a question for you. You know, like when they're in the tunnels and they're in the drills, it had a very reminiscent feel of Labyrinth. Oh, and you love that movie. And I, that's one of the movies, surprisingly, that Joni, Jonesy loves and has seen. <laughs> Did you I get that vibe? I watched that movie too? on repeat as a child. Yes. Did you pick up on any of that vibe when you were watching Total Recall? No. Really? I did this time around yeah. for some reason. That's no. a good point. Yeah. I agree Not at all. With the drill and all that stuff. No, the because the to me, the bigger point of that part of the film was the potential genocide happening. Oh, gotcha. I never thought of it that way. 
I don't yeah. know how you cannot. <laughs> Maybe you see it when you're six and you're you six. don't know what genocide is. I don't know what genocide. No, I had already seen a bunch of genocide movies in DOS Boot. So that's yeah. I'm kidding. Awful. Um, Joni, what we gave the, this movie grades last time yes. as well. And yes. also, I have to say, my prediction yeah. of what this movie was about based yes. off of only an eyeball and the title yeah. was not that. Far it was off. very, very good. You were pretty right on with this yeah. one. I pretty said close, past Jonesy. lives. You and did. It you turns were, out yeah. I should have said singular instead of plural. <laughs> but I got it right. I was so far, I have been pretty impressed by your predictions. Except yes. for Joe Collins. Yeah, it's ever Joan. biopic of Joan Collins. So Joan Collins, the dynasty biopic. You guys, if you haven't watched or listened to the first episode, Mommy Dearest, you should go. Yeah, and- I thought we established episode. Joan Collins, Joan Crawford, not that different. That's true. You established Joan Collins. <laughs> Joan Crawford, not that much different. Dear Joan Bryn Collins, and I had another do- opinion. Yes. Dear Joan <laughs> Collins, please do not sue me. I have no money. Go ahead, Bryn. Um, Let's talk about our grades. I cannot remember the grade that I gave last time. We should start writing it down. I think you gave it an A. Okay. I gave yeah. it a B. Okay. Yeah. So And Tony has some our, shit to say. Yeah. yeah, what are our grades now? So let's start with you, Brim. What you gave it an A last last week, because this 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 film was your peak pick this, this week. Pick. Yeah. I, and you were really pick. excited about this one. As I was I. I was. I love this movie. I, yeah, I gave it an A last time. I, I'm going to be really honest with everyone and myself. I'm going to take off my nostalgia goggles or my nostalgia uh, mono. Yeah, Your monocle. Mono. My nostalgia monocle. <laughs> and I, I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B. Oh, so your grade went down this week. It, it went down. I'm going to tell you, without the nostalgia and the youth, of it like it was fun it was funny um i very much enjoyed it It went by very quickly but you just it, gotta be six years old to enjoy this film yeah yeah to all the six-year-olds out there i'd recommend it for sure <laughs> if you have a so, six-year-old so yeah did you originally... go up yes <laughs> i gave this a b because i was basing it off of the very first time i watched it back in 93 at my grandfather that was where i came into this film and that's what i gave it for a b because i was like okay i remember it back then and thinking oh cool whatever but i gave it an a this time around because of when i watched it a second time this time around i was really like this film really put a staple in the genre of sci-fi, of sci-fi with yeah. it being all puppetry makeup and one of the last epic sci-fi mil- movies made without computer generated special effects. And the fact that it won an Oscar for that. Um, and the fact that there's a lot of other movies after that within the pop culture sci-fi field that paid homage to this film, like the matrix and, and some of the other ones that we had talked about. So to me, for me, I was like, you know what? It gets an A because this really influenced the genre of sci-fi for me. All right. <laughs> wow, Brim, we this is the first film we have not agreed on with our, our yeah. grades. We both gave it totally yeah, our different rating, grades. Yeah, our ratings turned around. Hey. So I give it an A. This Instead of a B, I put it up to an A this week. So my rating yes. for all you church kids, uh, Solid A minus. I think it's worth watching. Cool. Uh, is it a great film? No. Holy uh, guacamole! <laughs> uh, yeah, solid A minus. Okay, Jenny. I think it. I think especially if you're a sci-fi fan, this is a movie worth watching because you do get to appreciate the progression of sci-fi if you're a sci-fi fan this this is a fun film yeah i love this i agree with you jonesy i think if you are like really into the genre of sci-fi even even if sci-fi is new to you this is something you should put in the wheelhouse of your sci-fi library if you love battlestar galactica and you've never seen this film you will enjoy this film yeah I love that, Jonesy. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Bryn, you and know my what prediction wasn't way oh. off. No. No, it was very good. 
Bryn, so you know what, time what about for? the next film? Oh the wait, no, we're for. gonna or get into. No, we're gonna do six degrees. No, we gotta. Oh, pair this. Yes, Bryn, pair it. That's right. I forgot what? about okay, that. Okay, for people who don't know, if you're new to the podcast, we every film we pair it with a drink and a snack or food item you should drink and eat during this film. Right? Oh. Did I say that right? Yeah, you said it right. <laughs> can I can I say azima or a hard seltzer? That's what I was gonna say, <laughs> Bryn. <laughs> I was like, Zima, hard seltzer, ninety early Zima, ninety, yes. A hard seltzer. And then um for like a snack. I feel like it has to be a TV dinner because it has to yes. be something, you know, like Star Trek esque where you just or I was thinking like a pate. A what? Like Bryn? a like a pate. Like a liver pate or like Wait, a Hold on. How how did you What's pick your a explanation? pate? Um so that's almost like a super eighties nineties looks like. <laughs> yeah, and I just feel like Martian, like the way that a pate is packed, it makes me always think that it's like futuristic because okay. it's like, like all packed up and it's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pate and Zima. Right, guys. <laughs> Deal with it. I said pate. Deal with it. Pate and Zima. Wow. wow. <laughs> that sounds awful. That, that sounds does. Awful. That sounds awful. <laughs> or like the best night of your life. Either or. It's a 50-50 shot at this point. Yeah. I feel like if I was offered either, I'd be like, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I'd maybe say yes to the Zima, though. I'd say yes to a Zima. Yeah. Do we get or crackers with the pate? With crackers, yeah. You can have some crackers. It. You guys are for that? Water what, crackers. Jonesy? Throw a Jolly Rancher in the Zima. Anybody? Ooh. Anyone oh, do that? I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yes. I never did it, but... Um, God, yeah, damn, nice. I'm old. <laughs> God damn, I'm old. <laughs> you are old. Shut up. Hello? Shall we do six degrees? You, yeah, you let's do, do Shall we do degrees. six degrees? Okay, I have one. Lena's Go got ahead. it. Okay. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger, twins, Danny DeVito. I love twins. Then I'm going to go super different and go Raul Dahl wrote Matilda. Matilda. And then... Matilda, great film. I just lost it. And and Raul Dahl wrote The Witches. Thank you. Oh, that that's was it. right. The witches with Angelica film? Houston. So I'm not using actors. I switched to authors. However, I feel like it counts. Yeah, who's making the rules? It's yeah. us. Bryn, how would you get that? Because God knows I couldn't figure it out. So I maybe could have, but. I would say that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in True Lies with Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Great Curtis film. is in Knives Out with Anna de Armas. <gasps> oh, Anna de Armas. Before, we, before you continue, Chris yeah. Evans, Knives Out. You saw the drama this week, everybody. Dick you know, pic? This, the dick Did pic. we see it? What was Did this any, picture? I can't find it. It's on Twitter. So it's shouldn't... everywhere. So we have to say you shouldn't look for it because no. that's like a, 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 a privacy thing. But he shared it. He shared yeah. it. It's but different. Did, when- you, did you see both see his Twitter reaction to it when it he came out? He said, now that I have your attention, attention please go vote. I thought that was Love so it. cool. I was like, dude, come on now. He is so our cool. Love it. But go ahead. I wanted to. Now it's like the newest news out there within pop yes. culture world. Oh, so. Yeah. Believe me. And <laughs> Lena, I know that you don't know where to find it, but like, we can talk later. Yeah. Okay. Um, so don't look it up. It's really bad. Um, it's not bad at all. I mean, like you shouldn't look up like girthy. He released um, it. You okay. So Ana de Armas, <laughs> Ana de Armas is in Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is in John Wick Three with one Angelica Houston. She was in John Wick Three. Yeah. Yes. I don't remember her in that, and I've rewatched it. Russian. She she gets her hands sliced <gasps> through with a knife. Oh my God! You're absolutely right. I totally He's forgot that that was that. her. So good. And the John Wick series. I love all of those so films. Good. They're, they're like such good action flicks. Love and it. Oh, even if so you've good. seen them, perfect plane movies. I know yeah. no one's traveling right now, but when we can travel again, download a John Wick. The year and good. perfect for traveling. It's good. amazing. 
So it's time to talk about our film for next week. And yes. since we're getting into the holiday season of Halloween, <laughs> we're going to start reviewing some of Bryn and I's favorite Halloween movies. Scary horror. But we're going to start off soft because I know Jonesy is not excited about this. Baby this girl, October we're going to start off soft for you, our little baby. Yes. I just have no one to hold me close at night. Oh, you have your dog. We'll start out. She's a nice and soft for you. So our, our next week, our movie to introduce us into the Halloween season is a movie we just talked about, which is Angelica Houston. Yes, we're going to watch which is which. I love this movie. This is I one love, of my favorite it. love, 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 love. Las this Brujas movie. solo trabajan con magia. Exactly. Bitch is the only this magic. <laughs> this is Angelica Houston screams this in the movie. And like my sisters and brothers and I used to wake each other up in the middle of the night and scream this to each other in Spanish. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so, I, I cannot believe. Sounds like a prison camp. Sounds like Guantanamo <laughs> Bay. I can't believe Jonesy's never watched this. I can't. This movie is amazing. So The Witches, yeah. Roald Dahl, Angelica Houston. So fun and like whimsical and scary. And I'm so excited to rewatch yeah. this. So Tony Jonesy, you, have you seen the uh, movie poster for this? Yeah. Uh, no, but I do know what this movie's about. Oh, you do? Okay. I do. Well, you just know the book, so you're going to know. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I did have a sister who got big into Roald Dahl. You still have that sister. She's still around. She's still there. That's correct. She is still alive. Um, Just like my rule was, if you read it, you can watch it. It passed down to kids and I had a sister who was very big into Roald Dahl when we were growing up so I did not see this film but I did hear about it because I think she got to watch it but I was already out of the house Hmm. okay so I know this film is about witches who prey upon children to keep themselves going yeah (laughs) and Sounds like hell I assume on a Saturday chaos. Night. Yeah, I was like, you made it sound really sexual, but okay. I know she made it sound real sexual. <laughs> I what? How you did? Jones the your inflection, you. the inflection of your voice, and the way that you said "keep going," um, <laughs> made it weirdly what? sexual. But okay, yeah. Tony, what are our grades for this movie? I'm giving um, this an A plus. I'm going to say it right well. off the bat. I love this film. I watched it many, 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 many times. It's such a good film. And this and Adam's Family, of course, put Angelica oh. Houston on the map for me. I love this film. I give it an A plus. That's going to be my grade. What yeah. about you, Bryn? A plus for me as well. I told you guys we used to watch this in Spanish and yell at each other. Well, also there's a part about soup in it that my brothers and sisters and I will randomly call each other and talk about this soup. Um, (laughs) So like as like a 35 year old woman who is still having interactions with her siblings based on a movie that I saw when I was a child. Yeah. I'm going to give it an A plus. Yeah. Welcome to my world. I do the same thing with my siblings. I'm really excited to expose Jonesy to this. I think Jonesy, Lena, you're going to love this film. That is my prediction. I, think I do think really I will love this film. This. And I question think it's- is a film that I, this, I know this is a film I've been waiting to yeah. see. I've just been waiting. I don't want to just, these, some of these films, I don't want to just watch by myself because they are so iconic. I want it to be something bigger. So this podcast slash YouTube show makes it worthwhile exactly i think you're really gonna enjoy this one i I really really do and i I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week so much with this film wait go ahead bryn do you guys think that my five-year-old daughter could watch this yes you guys think i cannot answer that question i have not seen it how old okay bryn this is a good question sure five how old were you when you watched this film Four. No. No. <laughs> She's like, I was in the womb. No, it was definitely after. I definitely saw Total Recall before I saw Witches. Well, Witches came no. out when? I'm looking it up because I can't remember. Um, um, I want to say it was mid like 10. You think? Was it like 1994? Oh. 
I feel God. like knowing no. the movies I've walked in with you showing them to your daughter when we were roommates. Yes, yeah. I feel like you can show your daughter this movie. Sure. I did, Brand, I did this is Annabelle. 1990, same year as Total Recall. 1990. Okay, wow. so then yeah, I probably saw them. I was probably around six or seven when I saw this movie. So yeah, your daughter's perfectly fine watching it. It's much more mature than me. Yes. So there are a couple scenes that I remember being scary, but oh yeah, there were with. a few, but we'll get into that next week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, thanks. Yeah, we're that's it. That's it. We're done. That's our <laughs> that is our episode. On Instagram, we're on yeah. Instagram on Film Springa. You can also drop us a line at filmspringa at gmail.com. And eventually we're gonna come up with a Twitter. Um, it's all F-I-L-M-S-P-R-I-N-G-A. Film Springa. Yes. And also on this Springa. video on YouTube, leave comments. Let us know if there's any films that you want to see if Jonesy's watched or not, or you want to see if we have it, we can review them on the show. Also, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you get a podcast. We are there. Um, Email us, comment, leave us a rate. It means a lot to us. And yeah, that is it. Next week, we're going to talk about witches. It's going to be a good episode, and then we're going to get into Halloween season, which I'm super excited about. (laughs) I've already decorated. Right? (laughs) Do you have your Halloween costumes, both of you? No, uh, I'm not yet. Plinky, you, um, the you guys are dressing up yes. for Halloween, but all three oh. of us are dressing up for 100%. Halloween. Yes. So you gotta, you gotta go on YouTube. We are on the Who Invited Her channel on YouTube. If you want to watch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. on that channel, we are here. But that is it for us. We will see everybody yeah. next week. Bye. Bye.